Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into a special edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Blaine Spencer. I've got a treat for you guys. I have the long snapper for the Las Vegas Raiders, Trent Sieg. It's a real honor to have him come on the show today. Trent, how are you doing? And thanks for taking some time. Yeah, I'm doing great. Just uh, taking a little bit of time to get away, talk, talk with you, enjoy some downtime. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on here. Hopefully it's a good one. Oh, it will be. No doubt. <laughs> I got I got the utmost confidence in us. So, Trent, I want to start out with you in your high school days. You actually were a linebacker and a tight end in high school. And then yep. you made that transition to long snapper once you made the, your move to Colorado State University. Can you just walk us through that process for you? Why so, you made that change? Uh, and yeah, 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 of course. So actually, I started long snapping back in middle school. Uh, okay. my, my dad kind of just always told me to do it. He said, like, who knows, it might pay for your college one day. So I was always kind of the long snapper on the team, too, as I did like tight end or tight end, linebacker, defensive end, whatever. And uh, so high school was kind of on the field every play except for uh, except for kickoff and kickoff return. So so that, that was really fun to be really just ingrained in the game. And, but uh, yeah, I made it made it over to CSU as a as a walk on. Uh, trying out as a tight end a little bit and kind of just working my way through camp but uh they they mostly wanted me to be a long snapper while i was there but uh i kind of was pushing for them letting me to be a tight end so letting me practice there and then uh college practices are a little bit different than high school practices <laughs> uh by, by the time we got to special teams periods i was freaking gassed <laughs> I, I had one day where i snapped like two or three balls over the punter's head and i was just like the coach was kind of like talking to me like, Hey, you might not be on this team too much longer if you keep going like that. And oh, then, no. then that being a walk on. Um, and that was kind of my quickest way to a scholarship. I was just kind of like, okay, need to settle in really focus on long snapping here. Like I might, I might play as a tight end, like my junior senior year, but I can play like next year as, as a snapper. Cause I, I was redshirting my freshman year. Um, so really just kind of took that red shirt year to really try to focus and hone my craft. Like it was, it was great for me cause I didn't have to worry about being ready for games. Um, the snapper that was there before me slash my first year there, uh, Tanner Hedstrom, he kind of took me under his wing, taught me everything he knew. And he, he really helped me kind of learn how to approach just snapping in general. Um, yeah, and just moving on from there, it was a bit of an adjustment from being so involved in the game in high school to, you know, got my six to ten play, plays now that I got to go out and just try to impact the game in a positive way and not not leave anything left out there because there are not, not many plays to make up for. Did, did the gap for you as a long snapper change from high school to college? Was it a little bit of a longer snap for you to the punter? Cause I know it depends on how each high school does it. Cause I know where I played, it was a very short snap, quick punt. Oh, so yeah, was that, yeah, yeah. was that big of a transition for you during that red shirt season? Um, so, so the distance wasn't really a big transition for me in, in our high school, like our, we, our punter was like at 14, 15 yards, 
too, or maybe like 13. So maybe yeah. like a, maybe like a yard extra or something, Okay. which isn't a huge deal. But uh, the, the biggest difference was the amount of consistency that they expected, like high school, you know, you're just getting, getting a ball back there that they can catch. And then, then college, like they, they got the, the little strike zone, like, like pretty much the baseball one, like mm-hmm. knee, knees to like chest or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you're really, you're expected to put it there every time. Then going up to the NFL, it's, it's an even, smaller strike zone which mm. you know you kind of hear once you get up to the mlb like strike zone gets smaller there too so really yeah i mean yeah you'll you'll be outside the strike zone every now and then but they they expect a, a very high level of consistency not only that in that but with field goals too the thing i didn't learn until like my sophomore year of uh, of college is uh on field goals that they wanted um laces to be per back there perfect so when we snap on field goals we want we want the holder to catch the ball okay, i got one we want the holder to catch the ball so it's right right like that and they can just put it down and oh, that background's really screwing it up there it is so so, okay. so they don't have to uh so that they don't so have they to don't spin have it to for the kicker the laces at all, yeah right? so so you don't you don't have any ray finkel situations mm-hmm. um but but yeah so that was just kind of uh kind of an adjustment period going through all that. And then NFL is just that they want that much more consistency with it. And then as well as adding the blocking into it. So it's all been a, been a slow process of learning, but we're, we've got, we we're getting there. We're getting better every day. So just got to keep going with it. Just got to take it day by day mentality. You just got to yep. have that approach, get a little bit better each day. Yep. And 1, you start 1% better. Yeah. And then you started all you well you p- appeared in every game at Colorado State after your redshirt season, and then yep. once you made that transition, you went undrafted uh, to the NFL. Was making a, an NFL roster always a dream of yours going in? Because I know you were first brought in by the Ravens, and then you were picked up by the Oakland Raiders, right. now Las Vegas Raiders afterwards. Right. So so yeah, always growing up, always wanted to play in the NFL, wanted to to live out the childhood fantasy, and then. Um, like I, about my junior year, I started to think it was like a bit of a possibility, like until then I was just kind of focusing on school and football, but junior year, it's kind of some agents start, start reaching out and it's like, start to daydream a little bit, you know, but, uh, yeah. So, so really just kind of did whatever I could, went to some exposure camps and, and just tried to take advantage of what I could knew. I probably wasn't going to get drafted coming out. Um, knew it was going to have to be a free, free agency situation. Just it's kind of the way it is. It's a long snapper. Mm-hmm. Like may, there might be one every year or so that gets drafted, but I wasn't going to be that guy, but, um, but yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore picked me up, told me I'd get some good game film there and I can compete and learn from uh, Morgan Cox while I was there. He was like, the gold standard when it comes to long snapping that he's been very, he's been insanely good for a long time. So, so really I just took that as a opportunity to go in, learn from one of the best in the business, obviously compete my heart out. If I win the job, I win the job, but you know, that wasn't the main reason. Main reason was go get film and to learn from him. Um, Like you said, Baltimore cut me at the end of the regular season or not regular season, sorry, at the end of preseason. And then um, Andrew DePola over in Oakland at the time tore his ACL on the first punt of the season. And 
it, it sucks that that's the way that I got in, but it's kind of just the nature of the business. But um, they brought, they brought me in for a workout. I signed, I signed on and I've been here ever since, but, but really Andrew, um, he, he did an awesome job of kind of taking me under his wing as well. And just talking me through all, all these different books, helping me approach the regular season as a pro and help me keep my head above water really. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was very fortunate to learn from both uh, Depot and, and Morgan two two pros pros and great guys to be around for sure and then did you i know going undrafted was kind of expected for you did you still use that as a little bit of extra motivation a yeah. little light under the fire to keep yeah. you going yeah de definitely because like um there's a little bit of a competitor in me you know a little bit of that that fire and but uh the there was a, a snapper drafted the year i came out uh, i love hunter and i'm super happy for him but you know there there's still the uh a little bit like, oh, I, I wanted to be the drafted guy, but it just kind of use it as a little bit of a, well, if that's what, it, if, if he got there, like this is what I got to do to make up for it. So, so definitely use it a little bit as a, uh, as a stepping stone, but it's all working out. So. And the, can you just go over like for us? Cause like, I know as a, I used to be a punter myself. So like, I understand. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. I was not, not very good, but I still <laughs> play punter. Um, but could you just go over the difference of being a long snapper over the difference of being like an every play center? Cause I know you guys are a little bit more protected on special teams. They can't line up over you guys as well as um, the pressure of it. Cause you know, you're, uh, the getting the ball to the punter as well as the holder on field goals is a paramount situation now in the NFL. Can you just walk us through that, how the differences work? Yeah. So pretty much going from like the, your every down center, like those guys are way bigger and stronger than me. So <laughs> just first right off the bat, <laughs> but um, anyway, that they're really out there with the O-line. I, I, I'm just out there for punts and field goals and really my job is to just be as consistent as possible. Like I said, I get like six to 10 plays a game between punts and field goals. If it's a really heavy work day, I might get up to like 14 plays. Mm -hmm. um, but really what that means is I have to approach it with a one play mentality. That's how coach Versace always, always talks about it. Just a one play mentality. You've got to go out there and just, you just got to be right on because I mean, I'm sure you know as a punter, punters like to catch the ball with their hands like this so they don't got to flip the ball around. If I, exactly. if I put the ball up here, it hurts the op time, can can kind of affect how good of punt uh, you can expect coming out of AJ. And kind of same thing with field goals is I want to put it right there, like I was talking about with the laces, so that it's just easier for AJ to not have to spin the ball and he can really focus on getting his spot down so that way Daniel can put it through the uprights like he's so good at doing um so so yeah it's just kind of a I go out there and I just d do my job don't really want to get a, t a ton of notoriety while I'm out there mm -hmm. you usually they say having a, an anonymous long snapper is a sign of a good one so there you go you're right so, on yeah, track as, as long as people don't know who I am I'm doing my job so just for field goals, is it a little, is the snap for you different at all in comparison to the punt? So that, is it more of a line? How, how do you approach the difference? Um, yeah, it's, it's just like a little bit of a lower release. And I kind of, 
and I don't really back up to block. I just kind of like snap and then take up space. So I don't really mm -hmm. use my legs as much. And that kind of takes a little bit of the zip off of it too, so that the, uh, the holder can handle it from eight yards instead of 15. Yeah. And have you ever, ever been able to make a, t uh, have you ever made a big time play at Colorado state or even with the Raiders now on a, on a, one of those punts or a field goal? I've been part of you. So I've been a part of a few uh, game-winning field goals. Those are always super yeah. exciting. We had had one at Colorado State against uh, against Utah State. Actually, it was my as my freshman year that or first year playing and like had, had the game-winning field goal and that uh, that game actually like got us ranked and it was like super exciting. And then then we had a, my rookie year we had a game winning field goal against the uh the browns in in overtime and then we also had another game winning field goal against uh the, the cardinals right as time expired so so the, those are all exciting to be a part of um been a part of a couple tackles but usually i hurt more than the other guy does by the time i'm getting up so uh understandable and for you now you've been a part of the Raiders now for three seasons now yep and you you're a part of them when they're in Oakland you guys have now made that transition to Las Vegas I actually grew up from the Bay Area so I've been following, oh really yeah uh, so I followed the Raiders through my entire life so okay so, I, so you, you were the Raiders not the Niners fan then right yeah, I'm actually okay, also good. a Washington fan, but oh, I'm, oh I'm Raiders over the Niners. Okay, good. My dad, my dad <laughs> was a diehard Washington fan, and he was the only son. I was the only son he was able to conform over to his side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't really realize how big the Battle of the Bay was until I got and there. He, exactly, it's it's actually really intense. And oh yeah, yeah, we we played uh, San Francisco my rookie year and. And Gruden was in there telling us how crazy it is, like how there's going to be fights and, and everything breaking out. I'm just like, I had no idea this game was this big a deal. Yeah, when it's, when it's only once every three to four years, they, they take full advantage of the opportunity oh, yeah. for those bragging rights. So <laughs> um, so how has that transition been from Oakland to Vegas, though, for the Raiders and for you personally as well as for the team? Because I know some there's been a little bit of backlash from the Oakland fan base about trying to – follow the Raiders in Vegas. How's that right. been working? Yeah. So when I got to Oakland, um, it, it had already been announced that the team was moving and like, I kind of knew it was either going to be the next year or two years later that, that we ended up leaving Oakland. So I kind of came in ex expecting to leave, but that doesn't mean like I, I started to feel like at home with Oakland and like there, there is a ton of fat passion in that fan base there. And it's always going to be part of the Ra Raider DNA. And it's, it's, it's sad to leave it, but unfortunately it's a, it's a business and um, we're, we moved out to Las Vegas and we're just hoping to, to make everyone proud. It, it does, or everyone does a lot better with moving when, when we start winning. So, yeah. so we're kind of, we're trending in that direction right now and, hopefully get a couple, couple victories under the belt here. And, and the Oakland fans would like to have us back, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we Oakland, Oakland's definitely always going to be a part of our, our history and history moving forward too. So um, Las Vegas, I think has been a, 
it's been, it's been kind of a fun, fun experience being part of the new stadium. They've kind of not really spared any expense with the facilities or the, uh, the new stadium. And, and it, it was just kind of sad to not really be able to share it with the fan base. Like, even if they were a little mad at us for leaving, but I, I know, I know a lot of them are, are still huge fans and still diehards and just would love to be able to share that stadium. And hopefully we get to do that in this season coming up. Yeah. What is, what are the expect? Do you have any idea what those expectations were? How weird was it playing in the brand new stadium with nobody there? It, it was so weird. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, like you usually get that, that, uh, that bit of electricity in the air, especially coming from Oakland, you know, that like all the fans have a little bit of an edge to them and, and just very passionate to just like, all right, well, it's us and the other team. Like you can hear the, the other coaches yelling at their players from, from our sideline. And just like, like you can hear almost every little conversation. And it's just, like, there, the, it took a little bit to get used to it and to be able to amplify the electricity in there and really start to feel like game day again. So for for you, do you are is the team trying? Was that were that you guys trying to feel your own energy to get yourselves going? Were there a lot yeah. more cheerleading by your teammates than you guys usually would have in a regular game? Yeah, I, I think there there was definitely a bit of a all right. No one's here to get us going, so we got to get ourselves going. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I try to kind of stay like just level throughout the game, um, but that that's just as far as. Like, I don't want to get out there and get super amped up for a snap and then yeah. have no idea where it's going. It, it's one of those few things where you playing emotionally as a snapper doesn't help you. <laughs> so I try, <laughs> I try to stay, uh, try to stay even keel. But yes, as a team, as a whole, I'd say people tried, tried to get a lot more into it. Yeah. And now they actually, was it a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago now? You got, you got a three year extension from the Raiders, um, right? Yeah, yeah, it was about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, so, yeah. So congratulations so years, on yeah. that. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's it's nice to have uh, have a little bit of stability going forward. Um, I've been on one year contracts for the duration of my career so far, so it's it's exciting to to know that the team has confidence in me and just know that I can just work here and just worry about football and not worry about where I'm going to be next year. Yeah, and. Now, so what have what has been your focus on in this little off season? I know you've been doing a little bit of stuff on the side, too, but what's what's been your main goal and focus for the off season going into um, as far as far as my focus, um, just trying to really get stronger with my lower body, work on work on some flexibility, um, maintain maintain strength, and just just always trying to get more consistent as a snapper. Um, for the most part, it's just been been fit physically staying in shape. Um, and yeah, and then just kind of try to enjoy the off season a little bit with the wife while we have it. So, mm. yeah, understood. And, uh, I actually want to uh, get your thoughts on this just because it was breaking news a couple of weeks ago, or even now last week, I think with the NFL going to a 17 game season, I just wanted to get, I know there's been, the players haven't been overly thrilled about it and they've kind of been a little bit outspoken i just wanted to get what was your overall take on the the nfl going adding another game yeah um i don't it's kind of weird because i don't have like a a super well thought out opinion on this 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally for me, the extra game doesn't really change a lot of what I do because yeah. I don't get as beat up as a lot of the other guys. Mm-hmm. But I also look around the lo- locker room and just see the guys limping around at the end of the season and just like, damn, another another game's gonna like like it it, it takes its toll, especially like over like 10 years that a lot of these guys, a lot of guys are starting to play and we got to take, we got to take that much better care of our body and not, not saying that we don't, but because guys are in the training room all the time, just, just trying to get out there on the field. But uh, it's just kind of like, like I said previously with, with the move, like it's a business NFL is trying to grow its brand. This is one way or one way that it's going. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think it can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, and it's just something we've got to adapt to, and it, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, and then what are your what are the, what are the Raiders' expectations going into twenty twenty one? What's your guys' overall goal? Has Coach uh, Gruden outlined that yet so far? Uh, we're we're ma- we're trying to make the Super Bowl push as always. We're, we're, I feel like we were right on the edge last year. Um, we we were almost like. What was it? I think we were about five plays away from being a, a, a from being like a ten, like a ten or eleven win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we there's just there's just like three or four games there that we that we kind of just lost or we we just lost from for one reason or the other. But we were, were right in virtually every game. Um, I think there was a definite improvement over last over I guess two years ago. Um, we ended up with only one more win, but there's definitely a different feel about, about us. And, um, and especially with the quality of opponents that, that we were beating and everything. Um, so I, I think we're right on the edge. We kind of, if we just push, push and get that much better this year, I think we should definitely be able to make a playoff push. And uh, uh, Trent, that's awesome. I want to switch some gears now to something that you've been actually that you picked up now in the off season, uh, Austin Eckler, who I've actually had on the show uh, recently, he started up Gridiron Gaming Group, which is uh, yeah. where he, he's brought on athletes to try and uh, promote themselves either with, through video games or their Twitch streams, uh, just for a variety of ways to re- engage with your audience and per- build your brand a little bit personally. Uh, right. You are now a member of Gridiron Gaming Group. Uh, w- w- can you explain why you made the move and what's your overall goal and your st- for your stream as well as for you? Um, so yeah, oh, um, I'll just go back to where like it kind of all started. Like Austin during COVID and everything, he he kind of got into or he got into Twitch and started like streaming workouts and then start, moved into video games a little bit and. I was kind of watching him, seeing how much fun he was having. Austin and I go way back to elementary school. He's one of my best friends from. Oh, that's awesome. From, uh, yeah. Full, so full uh, circle. Yeah. So we, we've always stayed in touch and I just kind of watching what he's doing. And it's like, ah, that looks like it might be kind of fun. Like I've kind of thought about streaming. I just kind of said, said, whatever, I'll try it out. Uh, last off season. Well, we were all stuck inside our houses. Give me mm-hmm. some sort of outlet, you know? Um, so, so I, I started streaming. Um, I, I'm mostly even using it to interact with fans, kind of, kind of get to know know the fan base a little bit. We t- we talk football. We just kind of talk talk a little bit of life too. It's just a chance to let people see me outside of just 
out there in the uniform on Saturday, you know, and I, and I, I think they're overall um, that's what I think most of the guys for GGG are doing. And it's a really cool way for fans to come in and like get to know us a little bit. And like, I've got some regulars in there that come in, they talk a little bit of trash. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Always, always love to uh, talk about the most recent Raider news with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a good time. Uh, GGG is just kind of a combination of all, all those kinds of people. Um, like Austin plays for the Chargers. I'm with the Raiders. Uh, we, we got a baseball player from the Dodgers. We got a Indy car driver. Like it's, it's all, it's all t- tons of uh, professional athletes and we're all just trying to share our communities amongst each other. And I know Austin, he probably has talked about this, but, uh, he just kind of wants to build a platform for people who or athletes who want to start streaming and just don't know exactly where to start, where they can come in. And there's kind of like a built-in community okay. and we, we can all get together ha- or have a good time. Maybe talk some trash between Raiders and Chargers fans, but, but it's a, it's a, it's a good time. And, and I've, I've really enjoyed doing it. Were you a part of the big Super Bowl bonanza that he did, and how yes. how'd that go? Yeah, yeah, I, I was a part of that, and that that was insane. There was way more turnout than any of us were expecting, but <laughs> but Austin really put a ton of work into getting all that together. There's just like between all the games that were going on and the giveaways, and um, and there was like a scavenger hunt that turned into another giveaway for gosh, I can't remember. I think it was like $500 and a, uh, like a HyperX, uh, like he- headphone, headphone set. And I think there might've been an Xbox one included too. Like, I guess, what, like, like Real and big time incentives. Yeah. Like absolutely insane, insane giveaways. And Austin did a great job of setting it up so that it would be like fun and interactive for everybody kind of send people around each other's streams. Uh, and like, like I said, just trying to build the community, and I know he's trying to, or he's trying to set up a bunch of events like that throughout the year. And I mean, I'm not going to speak for Austin, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot more giveaways along with those too. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just really fun to interact with, with all the, all those guys. Um, we, we also, for that event, um, Sunless Con and KK were, uh, were a part of it too. Sunless, Sunless is a huge in Rocket League. KK is a big time Madden player. Like, like it's it's also cool because it's uh, introducing us to people from other industries as well, or from like the gaming industry as well as well as athletes. Mm-hmm. So, what's your? I gotta ask you. You talked about some of their go-to games. What's your go-to game right now? Uh, right now, I am grinding on Rocket League. I okay. It's so hard, and it frustrates the hell out of me, and I love it. <laughs> and. Uh, so, I can't. So, uh, I can't touch Rocket League because I I get mercy ruled before the game even <laughs> starts. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I use or I, I was really big on uh, Warzone for a little bit, I, and I yeah. still pl- I still play it. Um, I do I do kind of a combination of a different of a few different games, but right now the go to is Rocket League. Well, that's awesome. And Trent, I want to thank you so much for coming on, taking some time out of your Wednesday. I know it's your off season. I know you. So it's a real, I'm real humbled that you were able to come on the podcast. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. it you uh, me, you so. took me away from installing floors right now. So I appreciate that. 
So a little bit of a detour for, for a half yeah, hour. Yeah. Let, let me sit down for a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. I would love to do this again if you were uh, open to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, everyone. That was your Wednesday special uh, final whistle with Las Vegas Raiders long sapper Trent Sieg. Everyone enjoy your, the rest of your day. Thank you.